Welcome to another episode of Out of the Rough. I am Lenny. We have Sean here today. Sean, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing all right. We have the Shriners Children's Open this week. It's going to be at TPC Summerlin in Vegas. It's a 7,200-yard par 71 course, so not the longest, uh, but it is a par 71 instead of a 72. Pretty big greens here, 7,400 square foot greens. Um, Going to be playing some desert-style golf. So I think for me, it'll be important to keep the ball in play. Don't be hitting it out into the into the desert, um, keeping it out of the, well, I don't know, all the bushes and everything out there. Um, and just make your putts. Very big green, so I think putting might be a little bit important this week. But... Um, what do you think, Sean? What do you have to say about it? The course looks nice from the pictures that I looked up online just two minutes before we got on here. So, um, like you said, it is a little bit of desert. I don't think there's any water, if that. Um, but it does it does look like a, an interesting course kind of shaping, you know, like, like the pros are used to. But I think it's going to be one of those courses that are kind of like shorter, fair, like skinnier fairways, if you will. And, and, and like you mentioned, maybe uh, some some putting shows if you have to, but, um, course looks nice. I'm excited to see what they can do for it. Yeah, definitely. We got some big names back in the tournament this week. Um, a few of the guys returning from Ryder cup duties, as we could say, um, quite a few Vegas guys here. So it'll be interesting to see how some of the local guys do. Um, but coming off a week where we saw Sam Burns win, he's returning again. So it'll be interesting. Uh, earlier, what, when he won the Valero, he came back, finished second. See if he can do that again. Good finish this week. But getting into our DFS, we have Brooks Kepka at the top at 11,100. Sam Burns, like I said, at 10.9. Victor Hovland, 10.6. Abe Answer, 10.4. Webb Simpson, 10.2. Will Zalatoris at 10-1. Some big names there, Sean. What are you thinking? I'm going uh, somewhat against the grain of what I'm used to, I guess, uh, but not really when it comes to the name of the person. I'm going to the top. I'm going with Brooks Kepka at 11-1. Uh, you I know think this isn't a-, a major, right? Yeah, I know it's not a major, but he uh, he's still playing in the field. Sam Burns was the winner last week, and he was the top-rated DFS player. So, you know, early in the season, there might be a trend. We'll find out. Uh, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case here. I'm hoping it will be because uh, I'm going to pick him. I do think a lot of people are going to pick him, though, too. I think the popularity is going to be up there. A few of my guys last week were up over 20%, so it kind of hurt me for that case. Uh, so I think he's also going to be somebody that's going to be very high, highly picked. Um, but that also means that, you know, you got to be strategic later on with your lineup based off of him being the top top rated guy here. Uh, but I think it's just easy to, to see why you would pick Brooks Kepka. Nothing, no shade at any of the other guys that are in this in this rating or ranking. Uh, but it just, to me, it makes sense. He was coming off the Ryder Cup where he had some good rounds, some bad rounds, and and all the uh, attention from him and, and Bryson, which conveniently now they're playing on Thanksgiving weekend against each other. Um, but I do think that him coming in here, coming off of a week of rest, although it's not a major, I do think that we'll see how that wrist holds up. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was too much of an issue um, when he was in the Ryder Cup. Uh, but we'll see if there's any sort of injuries that might come from that as well. But I do, I, I'm going to ride with him this week and, and pick Brooks at 11-1. 
Yeah, he seemed pretty healthy at the Ryder Cup, and I'd say overall played fairly well. Um, you know, wasn't spectacular. Wasn't one of those, you know, I guess like DJ Morikawa, Xander guys popping to my mind where they dominated, but I still think he played well. It's mm-hmm. tough not to play well with how the U.S. team kind of was set up as a whole. Um, but still, it's not being a major worries me about Brooks Kepka. Like, is he just going to be at the tables all night and then just strolling into his tea time at 8 a.m. after three hours of sleep? Or is he actually going to be there prepared to golf, wanting to win? I don't know. It, it concerns me a little bit with him being the top guy. and Just everything we know about Brooks Kepka. For me, though, it's tough. I really like Burns, Hovland, Answer, Webb Simpson. I think they all have some great qualities. Um, you know, all of them good ball strikers. All of them playing somewhat all right. Uh, and as we know, they're all good golfers up there in the world golf rankings. But I'm going Abe Answer. It's just whenever we have kind of some of these shorter courses that are going to rely a bit more on accuracy, I think. It just fits Abe Answer so perfectly. Um, we saw him win at the end of the year last year at the WGC. So he can get it done. We know he can get it done. And he's just been playing pretty solid golf coming to the finish of the season. Back-to-back ninth place finishes at the Tour Championship and BMW Championship. He's third in total strokes gained in the last 20 rounds out of everyone in this field. So I think, you know, just the course fit, accuracy being key, him having just a great approach game where he can go low because you are going to need to go really low to win this tournament. And I think just fits him very well. Him being at 10-4, I can get a bit of a discount on some of those other guys. I'm going to take Abe Answer here this week. Moving down to the 9K guys, we got Louis Oosthuizen, Scotty Scheffler, Hideki Matsuyama, Harris English, Sung M, and Siwoo Kim. Kevin Na has withdrawn, it looks like, so do not have him in your lineups. If he is, you might want to change that. But Sean, who are you looking at in these 9K guys? I must be on a money spree because we're in Vegas this week because I'm spending like crazy in terms of these ratings. Uh, but I'm going with Louis. Um, I know he's expensive, and I know I went with Brooks as well, but the guy missed one cut last year. I know he's had a little bit of a, a break in terms of some playing time for, at the end of the season, and I just think that he's going to come back and, and really ride that, that year that he had last year. It's not a major as well as Brooks. I'm picking the two guys that do well in these things. Um, unfortunately for Louie, he didn't really hasn't had the win like Brooks has in those, uh, but I do think that with those two guys playing this week, I just think it's going to be an interesting game for Louis. He is kind of that person that his irons are pretty decent and he can attack the greens pretty well, as you see in those majors. Um, so I, although it's not that, and that's the, the cliche around some of these guys, I do think that Louis had a, a heck of a year last year, and I, I think he's going to try to keep that rolling. So it went with him last year a lot. I feel like it's going to, you know, it helped me when I did. Uh, so I'm just going to keep the uh, the game going from last year and, and keep him moving. So Louis at 9-9. Going team injury risk here. <laughs> him coming off those, the injuries at the end of the season. I mean, if Louis healthy, playing good golf. Same with Brooks. You know, both of them are healthy, playing well. They're always out there. So you can't really knock him. And Louis just 
one of the smoothest swings on tour. And I don't know. I'm probably staying away from Louie as well as Brooks this week. No. <laughs> we're, we're just I, not meshing. It's okay. Yeah. It's just whenever I feel like it's super low scoring, that's not where Louie excels. The, the tougher tournaments is where you want Louie at. Um, just because he doesn't seem to make mistakes. For me, in this range, same as you, going with the old Trident True, going Scotty Scheffler once again. Um, just such an excellent driver of the ball. He's long and accurate. First in this field in uh, tee to green in the last 20 rounds. Thought he played well at the Ryder Cup. Uh, had some decent finishes at the end of the year, but kind of stalled out at the Tour Championship and through the playoffs. I'm not too concerned. Um, you know, hopefully this Ryder Cup success kind of uh, motivates him, pushes him to new levels in his career. But just the way Scotty drives the ball, I have a lot of questions about guys in this 9K range. Like I said, with Louis Hideki, well, he played excellent at the 14-net. He finished the year not great. Harris English doesn't have a great course history here. Sung Jay, I thought it was his week last week, kind of burnt me a little bit, so I'm staying away from him. <laughs> Siwoo Kim, you just never know what you're going to get from Siwoo Kim, which is sometimes great, sometimes bad. Played well last week, but he could also, you know, put three balls OB and see his way out of the tournament early. I just feel like Scotty Scheffler is just the best player in here to build a lineup with, you know, just being at the kind of the upper range. All these guys pretty much have the same win equity, but I feel like his floor is much higher than a lot of these guys. So I a little bit of a safer pick maybe with Scotty, but I'm going with him at nine, seven. We'll move into the eight K range. Still some pretty decent names in here. Um, Paul Casey at the top with Corey Connors, Jason Kokrak, Patrick Reed, Cam Tringale, Adam Scott, Joaquin Neiman, Matt Wolf, Charlie Hoffman, Eric Van Royen. Who do you like in here, Sean? Eric Van Royen um, for two reasons. One, uh, I think there is a prop bet later that has uh, Louis Oosthuizen and Eric Van Royen, and I believe Charles Schwartzel in there to for one of them to to win it. I'm going to ride that one because two of these guys are in my lineup. So 66% of that bet feels pretty good to me. may not be a smart one, but that's what I'm going to kind of go with. So it kind of fits in that direction as well. But it also helps the pocket because I went with the two higher rated guys. So I have to kind of figure out ways to make the rest of the lineup work. Uh, I don't think that he's a bad pick, though. I, I know that he's had uh, four top tens from last year. He did miss a few cuts, but that's expected in the Pro Tour. Um, and, I, and towards the end of the year, I do feel like I saw his name kind of like popping up around the leaderboard and, and making some of those uh, top tens or whatnot come through there. Um, so I, I do think he's going to have a, a decent uh, week, hopefully, for me. Um, but I'm going to go with him because of the, somewhat of the pocket piece as well. So Eric Van Royen at eight. I, uh, I'm also going Eric Van Royen this week. He's my pick here. So now we're back on the same page, but yeah, like you (laughs) said, three top tens in the last five events, basically played himself into the tour championship. was looking like he wasn't going to make it. Won the Barracuda had some great finishes. Like you said, there's not a lot of water here, which is great for Van Royen because it just seems like 
once a week he's due to put one into the water and just blow up um which is always a risk with evr um but some of these courses where you can go low we've seen him do it before like i said at the barracuda he can put up a number we'll get a ton of birdies it's just you got to hope he avoids that big number because he just seems to always be due for an eight somewhere in his round and but just the way i saw him play to close out the year the way he's been looking kind of the golfer we expected of him you know a few years ago and he's I don't know, hopefully living up to that potential. So I also like EVR. So, um, Moving into probably not a good pick this week. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Moving Sorry. into the 7K range, there's a load of guys here, so I'm not going to name them all. Um, but some big names. We got Danny Willett coming off a great tournament last week on the European Tour. Mito Pereira, our guy at 7'8". Brian Harmon, 7'6", Mark Leishman, 7'6". Some decent names in this list. Your guy, Charles Schwartzel, at 7'3". Who do you like, Sean? Uh, somebody else who's at 7'3". And this one's probably, as, as though I don't think uh, EVR was a bad pick, even though we both picked him. Um, this one, you might think he might be a bad pick, as I say it, so I'm just waiting for the tongue lashing to come back at me. <laughs> um, however, uh, I... This is all an emotional-based pick here. I'm really just hoping that by rooting for this guy that it turns something around for him. But uh, Ricky Fowler is who I'm picking here. Um, I'm, you know, Last week I said something about Zach Johnson with the Ryder Cup and having that might motivate him into doing something differently. Uh, he missed the cut. Um, so I don't know if I can use that same uh, <laughs> example here uh, for Ricky Fowler in terms of using the Ryder Cup, but I do think, you know, obviously the, what was the uh, spring break boys, you know, Jordan and Ricky was a part of that at one point with Smiley Kaufman, there's a name from the past, but um, like he, Ricky is a good golfer. He is a bit as able to do some of the things. I don't know if it's when he doesn't have the mustache on or if he, when he's clean shaven or if he needs to bring the orange back on Sundays, I really don't know. Uh, but he, at one point, was a really good golfer in the top 10 of the world and, and was doing all the events that you'd expect him to and placing where he was. I, I, you go back to, I forget what course it was, but he and uh, Rory were going like toe-to-toe on like the last like six holes. To, and I think Rory might have beat him on that one. But still, you know, it, he's, he's that type of golfer that can make it. So this is just an emotional pick hoping that you know he feels the support ricky i know you're listening so you know do well this weekend um but seven three ricky fowler that's who i'm going with i figured when you said that um so looking at some guys i was thinking oh maybe maybe he is going cam davis who i think could be a decent course fit because he can just he's fairly accurate with the driver it's going to be just bomb the ball just wedge it around there you know, there's Taylor Moore, who's one of the best players on the Corn Ferry Tour coming to the end of the season. Charles Schwartzel, maybe you're just going South African. And then you scroll down to Ricky Fowler at 7-3, and I just knew you had to do it. <laughs> well, I'm glad that that was a calmer tongue lashing and why you came to that conclusion. No, I mean, if I pick like Henrik Stenson, watch no, out. <laughs> no, like you said before, I just can't get Ricky Fowler right. I, 
played him at like the Wells Fargo and he finished just about dead last. And then I think you played him at like the PGA championship and he came in or the Memorial, maybe he had a top 10. I, I can't figure out Ricky Fowler. So I, he's just one of those players I leave alone. I just don't touch someone else can, someone else can play with them, take the risk with them. I'll, I'll let you have him for me though. Going with Matt McNeely, you know, had the second place finish, 40 net. Didn't have a great end to the season last year, but he's back in Vegas playing in the hometown. Um, you know, knows the course well, knows desert golf well. And I think he's just going to be a decent little fit here. He's at 7'7", 100 lower than our guy Mito Pereira, which doesn't mean I'm not going to play Mito because – yeah, but that's just not in my system. I'm I have to at least bring up Mito. And but you just look at how Mav played at the 14 net and just gaining all over the place off the tee approach was excellent around the greens. And you know, if that putter stays high, he's great around the greens. He can go very low here. And you know, he he's kind of not always the best off the tee, but if he just plays like he we saw him play the other week no problems uh, i'm kind of just putting my faith in him that he just knows his way around here and is able to play well also shout out seamus power he's at seven four i think he's another really good course fit uh, not necessarily long but he's just very accurate can get hot around the greens decent uh, short game guy um but just little shout outs to those guys we'll get down to the 6k range Quite a few names in here, Sean. Who are you going to dig out of this one? So I don't really know if this week is really like a drop-in-the-bucket type of like week. Obviously, it's the 6K range, so it's like the lowest range. But some of these guys, you know, I, I think for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe you know. But Garrett Higo to me, at 6'9", stands out. Uh, you know, he's obviously just 100 off that 7K range, but... He had, he came in last year off the European tour and and really like made a splash. You know, a couple of those top tens were he had five of them, but a couple of them were like back to back. I think he had a win, um, and it's just like he won I, I at just, the Palmetto, yeah. Yeah, I just look at him in that range, and I just feel like he stands out to me for some reason. Like he shouldn't necessarily be in there. Um, so I, I I'm gonna go with Garrett Kigo here. I, I don't think. There are a few other guys that are in that range that I think are very worthy of it too. Um, I don't think that, like it's like I said, I don't think this week is necessarily uh, as much of a drop in the hat as it is other tournaments when you have some other maybe bigger guys. Yeah, I mean, with Higo, he won two tournaments at the Canary Islands, if I remember correctly, within two or three weeks of each other they were nearly back to back and those were also i think from what i can remember relatively shorter courses uh, similar to how it's going to be this week at Summerlin, um and then one at palmetto which was also a birdie fest which we expect this week so i think if you're looking you know somewhat relatable courses relatable tournaments it, he's not a bad pick because it's where he's really succeeded at but He's kind of just been a little all over the place lately from what I've seen from him. He's missed quite a few cuts, hasn't had great finishes, but he's a really good putter. Um, you know, he hits the ball far, isn't the most accurate. 
the driver just kind of looking at his daddy here. His driver hasn't been great. He's kind of been a little bit hit or miss with it. And the approach game really hasn't been there. And, but if he can kind of just get back to neutral, really, with the options, make his putts, he could be a decent pick this week. I love Higo. I feel like he's one of those guys that has a lot of potential. We've already seen him win on the PGA Tour. Um, so, you know, someone kind of rooting for. For me... me <laughs> yeah, obviously you will be this week. Me, I'm going with with Brant Snedeker. Not necessarily the longest hitter, but he's a pretty accurate guy, and similar to Higo, very solid around the greens, good putter. Um, you know, he's he's money with the wedges. Hasn't been playing great though lately, which is concerning. However, I feel like the course fits really good for someone like Sneds. Just when you need to like go really low, you have to save around the greens, make your putts. And, and I think that's going to be really important. And that's something that he really excels at and is good at. He's at six, six. So I just feel like course fit wise, Brent Snedeker is a decent pick though. He hasn't been playing great. I'm going to trust him. We will move on here, Sean. Let's talk about some of the, our betting props that we're looking at. What do you got for your outrights this week i've got a few um i did really like the fact that like well obviously brooks is a favorite in the draft kings lineup stuff he's also the favorite in the draft kings sports book uh he's at plus 1600 i feel like that's a fun number just to put something on it is brooks kepka so even if you just put it like you know a few bucks 10 bucks something like that you're looking at some money if he wins it's not unheard of you saw Sam Burns last week. He was also the favorite. I know history tends to not, uh, I guess history does repeat itself, but maybe not necessarily this quickly. Um, but I do think he was gonna, he's going to, he might have a week, hoping for that at least. Um, I'm going with look, the other ones that I'm looking at are uh, Matthew Wolf at plus 4,000. I feel like that's just an interesting number for him. Being in Nevada, there's a lot of wolves, so there's a good correlation between <laughs> the two of those things. Um, so that those will be great for uh, for Matthew there. I also have a prop bet on him, which I know I'm jumping ahead, but I'm also going to put one on him for top 20, which is good for that as well. He's at a plus 170. So again, some some easy money if he wins, because then you get the plus 4,000, and then the plus 170 off the top 20. Um, and then I do have a top 10 finish for Charlie Hoffman at plus 400. I wanted to put him in my lineup this week. I know his stats here have been probably not the greatest from what you've uh, advised me pre-call here, um, but I'm still going to go with my gut. He's at plus 400 to take a top 10 finish. I just feel like there's something coming around the corner for that guy, and, and uh, this is going to be that week. All right, for me... I'm going to Abe answer similar to you. It's got him playing. He's at plus 1800. I just kind of, he's in there with Louie and Webb at that number and then Brooks. And I like him better than all four of those guys or three of those guys. And so to get him at the same number as them, we've seen him win on tour. I think he's just a good play this week. I'm going with Patrick Reed also plus 4,000. I feel like he, he's kind of getting a little bit disrespected at that number. And 
you know, being around Cam Tringale doesn't have a win. Corey Connors, it's been a while since we've seen him win, um, though he's been kind of contending lately. Joaquin Neiman, Matthew Wolf. It's just when Patrick Reed is playing well, he's better than all of those guys. He's coming off an injury. We're not really sure his condition, but it doesn't matter if, you know, he comes in dead last for me this week. I feel like it's a little bit of a Patrick Reed with a chip on his shoulder. If he's healthy, playing well, great around the greens. This is somewhere where he could do really well at. And then Steven Yeager is my kind of long shot here. He's at, uh, what is that, plus 1,300. So he's got pretty long odds. Played Excellent on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. Won uh, the Tour Points uh, leaderboard there, whatever you want to call it, from what I can remember. He isn't a long hitter, but he's an accurate hitter. Similar to Patrick Reed. Really good around the greens. Um, just seen him play so consistently well all of last year on the Corn Ferry Tour. Hasn't had the greatest start to the season this year with a cut in a T26. But I feel like if there's a guy way down here deep that's going to get it done... I'm going to go with a guy that has been pretty much spending the entire year last year playing at the top of a leaderboard, consistently playing well. So Steven Yeager for me, plus 1,300, I think is a great number for him. For my you, kind of props, go ahead. You said you said plus 1,300? 13, plus 13,000, yeah. Plus 13,000. Yeah, that's a so good many, one. So many zeros here. <laughs> Um, thank you for correcting me, though. Sure. For my props here, going with Mav McNeely, top 20, plus 240. I feel like that's a nice, easy one that you can get in. Shouldn't be an issue. And then I'm going to go with a bit of a nationality prop, going to the South Africans. You had that South Africans to win, so hopefully it's EVR, because that's who I'm going with, plus 33, uh, 330. You have Louis at plus 130, but like I said, we don't really know what condition Louis is coming in at. We saw EVR playing really well at the end of the season. I think his chances of beating Louis are kind of, they're better than that. You also have Schwartzel, Fratelli, and Higo, which I think EVR can be, should be. However, all of those guys could pop off, but at plus 330, I feel like that's a really good bet for top South African. I like it, though, because it helps me out with my other one. Um, but I, I also have the math. Like I said before, I have the Matthew Wolf one. Um, I, I Last week I did – I think I'm going to just mention this one, see how like what my odds are in this. I'm going to have a 50-50 chance each week. Last week I, I did not win, uh, but it's the uh, winner in the final pairing. Last week Sam Burns won. He was not in the final pairing. Uh, I said yes, so obviously I lost that one, like I said. That's plus 160 is no. Uh, so, you know, good chance that, that they may not be in the final pairing. I'm just going off of it. I know last week I said the opposite. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, Corey Connors also, I think he's had a really good week. Uh, last Like last week he came in plus seven or uh, tied for 17. Um, this week I think he's going to come in the top 10. Uh, so he's at plus 300 for a top 10. Uh, wouldn't be bad for him. He's a good ball striker. I think his iron play is really good. And I think that's going to help him get get to those greens or stay in the tight fairways and help help get the low scores. Um, and then, like I said before, I don't know what the odds were. On, I'm trying. I'm having a hard time finding the 
the South African bet that I pulled up. Um, but I'm going to find it. So talk about something else while I do this. <laughs> the uh, oh, it's yeah, right here. the Sorry. Usti Schwartzel or EVR to win plus yeah, one thousand. Yes, I have, I just I just found it. So you know, I'm not slacking that much. <laughs> they uh, yeah, they have some interesting three chances to win with some kind of groupings by nationality. Um, you got the Ryder Cup guys, the guys who missed their Ryder Cup. You got the Europeans, you got the Asians, you got the Central and South Americans, and then the South Africans. So there's some interesting ones there. Yeah. However, I do like it just because I like EVR this week. Nice. We will get into our one and done now, Sean. I'll let you go ahead and go first since you're struggling here. I'm struggling, he says. Sergio missing the cut as well this week. All right, I think you had Sergio. Yes, it's okay though because it's it is just it is what it is. Last year, I saw how you came out and was similarly ranked in terms of like not doing so hot, um, and came out to take in where you were. It's early, and the season's even longer. So I'm going to think about this one a little bit. I don't really. I'm really not going to have to think about it too much, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not gonna. I was originally thinking about Sam Burns taking the winner from last week, but I don't think that that's going to be a good call for me because, although I do think he's going to do well this week, I don't know if he's going to like win it, and I'm hoping that I can get somebody who's going to win it. Um, but I'm going to uh, maybe go a little high this this week um, and pick Victor Hovland. Um, I'm going to take Hovland this week, and hopefully that he can do a. a Decent job for me in the money area. Victor Hovland. I like the pick. Always like a good Victor Hovland pick. For me, it's a guy I've picked through everything so far. I'm going Abe answer. I was going to take him just to screw you, but I felt like, (laughs) no, I I can't. (laughs) I, yeah, I'm playing him for all the same reasons I had said before. Um, You know, but... Right now, Sean, I'm beating you by about half a million. Well, Champ okay. Sergio, two missed cuts. So you have a little bit of ground to make up here. Let's see if you can get it done this week. Let's hope. But that has been out of the rough this week for the Shriners Children's Open. Hopefully we have some good picks this week. I'm really liking the picks on my end. feel pretty confident with them. So hopefully it goes well. Hopefully it goes well for you, Sean, and for all the listeners. you have any closing remarks you want to add for the folks at home? Just stay in the fairways and try to put it on the green. And uh, think smart. And then make your putts. Yeah, think smart with your wallet. Well, I I can't make my putts, so I can't speak on that. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, none of us can. That's why we're not on the PGA Tour. Yeah, that's but, the only reason why. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, and, but that has been your Shriners Children's Open preview from Lenny and Sean. Take care. Peace.